Hey, what's up? This is your boy Asiago back on 3AM Thoughts. What you just heard there in the background, oh, some of it got in my hand, was me drinking a Venom Energy drink. Hell yeah. Shoot. Like I don't gotta like I don't have to work tomorrow, so you know what? So I decided to screw it. Hell, I mean it's uh, actually it's about 1:25 a.m. right now as, as I record this, drinking an energy drink uh, because I'm gonna be up all night, freaking uh, doing whatever, whatever. Because why the hell not? Anyway, so before I get onto uh, tonight's uh, topic, I want I want to make a little rant here real quick. So I'm over here, you know wanted to record my podcast but I realized my phone battery was was pretty low and I thought oh you know well I mean I could just you know plug in from you know I could just uh you know charge my phone while I talk but here's the thing like I this like I have one of those modern phones I have a I have a Razer 2 phone I have a Razer phone 2 and the thing like okay so the phone itself is pretty good it's pretty damn awesome like it's one of the best phones I've ever had but there's just one big flaw and this goes for all modern phones I, I like I think from like 2017 on this is what I really hate about modern phones why the hell is it so like taboo for modern technology to have a headphone jack like I mean it must not be too taboo seeing that they freaking make a dongle yeah for you to be able to plug in your your, uh, your headphone jacks into your phone via the freaking uh, charging port like it doesn't make sense it like if like why? Why wouldn't it be in the phone in the first place? I mean, the phone. Like I bought this phone for uh for four hundred dollars. It was originally eight hundred. So glad I got it for just four hundred. But I mean, well, when you but well, when you can like get phones like the i like the re- more recent iPhones, they're like a grand a phone, and like you're paying a grand for basically well what what's it like a you know a souped up cam- portable uh a, a, yeah, a portable souped up camera you know that can also double as a phone. But again, for that thousand dollars, you're not getting a headphone jack. Like, shoot. And like, why, why is it that modern phones don't have a damn headphone jack? It drives me nuts. Like, shoot. I like. Okay, so I'll, I'll admit, most like most of the time, if I'm listening to stuff on my phone, like, I uh, you know, I'm I'm either gonna be listening it through its speakers, or I'm gonna be connecting it via Bluetooth to a Bluetooth speaker or to Bluetooth Bluetooth headphones, given if I actually had any. <laughs> I got Bluetooth speakers, but I don't have Bluetooth head- headphones. But I mean, if I did, you know, and I want a personal sound, I mean, I probably would use that. But I mean, for me personally, I'm not in too many situations where I would actually need those. But still, like, hell, but situations like these, or I'm more freaking. I need to charge my phone, but I also need to, you know, be able to hook up my uh, my microphone in. And I, let's see, the only way I can actually do both of those at the same time is if I hook up the dongle to to, my, to the charging port. And uh, you know, hook up my my microphone to the dongle, and then put my phone, you know, on flat on top of the wireless charger. Okay, so I mean, that's what also that's that's the thing I actually like about modern phones is that there's more than one way to charge them, and I do love wireless charging. Uh, definitely, like if I break a cord or the or if the God forbid the the damn uh, charger port was where, where they ever get busted, shoot, like at, at least I can still have another way to charge it. But still, like. I, I shouldn't have to need, you know, to have this freaking setup here. Like, why not include a damn headphone jack? I mean, okay, I get it. With the iPhone, you know, the whole point of it is for some reason they want every phone to get, you know, skinnier and skinnier. And so, logically, they would just remove the damn uh, headphone jack. Okay, that's stupid, but at least they got their reasoning. But what about for other phones? Why don't other phones, that with some of them charging the same damn price as the iPhone X, freaking not including a headphone jack i mean they're not trying to get skinnier and skinnier i mean if anything they're trying to make the screen bigger and bigger but i mean shoot like by the by this point the like uh you know for the average phone for the average modern phone freaking like the entire front face plate is a screen so i mean there's there's, a, there's enough of that unless they want to make the entire body a damn screen but anyways like okay this is the headphone jack we're talking about why phase that out people still use them like not like sh- shoot most people these days they like they own airpods or some form of wireless uh you know, ear 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 sets headsets but like shoot but still quite a few people and i do mean quite a few people still use like wired uh, headphones because well for the for the most part they're uh, they're much cheaper 
Like, I mean, what I would say, like, look, I, like, imagine me just being a normie, you know, and I'm looking for headphones to listen to music on. On my phone, that, see, that doesn't have a freaking, uh, damn headphone jack, but it has a dongle for me to connect a, a pair of headphones in. What, let's see, me as a normie customer, what am I, like, what am I more likely to buy? The freaking $250 uh, AirPod Pros? Or a freaking $1 like wired head, like, ear, earphone uh, set, you know, again, for a freaking dollar. I mean, okay, that's really cheap, but that's the cheapest uh, set I found at Walmart in which I've tested them. They actually work pretty damn good. But, I mean, also, too, on average, you know, you go to, like, when you go anywhere, when you pick up uh, any uh, any other random uh, wired set of earphones, I mean, they're going to range anywhere between, like, $5 to, like, $15, you know. And, you know, and, and typically, you know, they, they work just as fine as the, wire, as the wireless uh earpieces except you know i mean they're wired and they're much freaking cheaper too and you don't have to charge them like shoo like we we live in an age where like people prefer the more simpler more affordable things like hell like shoot i mean blu-ray is super like you know it's super common it's super popular it's like the main for it's like the main format you know these days for uh you know for movie media but then at the same time dvd still exists DVD still like is in competition with Blu-ray because a lot of people still actually prefer DVDs because it easily you know they're they're much cheaper. You get the same damn movie. I mean hell like you don't even need a Blu-ray player to watch them in HD anymore. You can literally buy an HD DVD player. I mean it's just a normal DVD player, but except that you can hook it up to HDMI. I mean I'm surprised I hadn't seen those like earlier. Seeing that they made a you know, a Super Nintendo that can output an HDMI, so I'm surprised that they hadn't done the same with, uh, you know, regular DVD players sooner, but anyways, back to, you know, back to this whole rant, like, god, I, I hate how the freaking, like, okay, so they're gonna be nice enough to, you know, include a dongle for me from my wire, from wired, uh, headphones, but you're not gonna include a freaking headphone jack in the damn phone? Like, why for? Like, why the hell not? It, it doesn't make any damn sense. Why would you phase something like that out? Like my God. Like, uh, like, uh, like I, I can kind of see them like trying, like trying to force everyone to phase out wired headphones. I mean, I guess I got probably by the end of this decade, shoot, let like probably a lot less people might be using wired headphones, and it'll be, probably be to the point to where wireless would just be the new norm. Like, I'm, like, I mean, it kind of is already the new norm, but I'm talking about, like, even to, like, freaking boomers and stuff will have, like, wireless stuff because they're kind of, they would be forced to. Shoot, but, okay, that's enough of my little rant here. So, uh, so, I mean, during this podcast, you're probably gonna, you're probably gonna hear me, uh, you know, eat here because I just got done cooking some food, cooking myself some, uh, some butterfly shrimp and, uh, a funnel cake here. Oh, and I got a venom here. so good damn let me give a shout out to freaking uh seafood real quick because damn i freaking love seafood like my favorite food of all time is crawfish but shoot like but uh, like the sad thing is is that i hadn't actually eaten any crawfish in three years or it feels like three years and probably it's probably been two but still a freaking long time for me because uh because crawfish like you know it's seasonal at least around the area where i live it's seasonal I mean, you do have restaurants that serve crawfish all year, but you know, I I I moved out of the of the city, uh, I I moved out of the city that I lived in that had one of those restaurants, and now I'm you know, I mean, it's still not that far of a drive, but shoot, but when I originally lived in the in the last city I used to live in, shoot, the crawfish place was only maybe like a five minute drive. Now it's a freaking fifteen minute drive, fifteen to twenty minutes really, when you, when you include like traffic and stuff, like damn. Like, why? Like, why haven't I eaten any crawfish? Shoot. Well, okay, then I can answer my own question. Like, I always freaking do in this damn podcast. Uh, hell, freaking. Uh, like, I hadn't been going to any uh, crawfish boils. I mean, especially this year. I probably would have went to a couple if this damn virus didn't show up and kind of screwed up everything. 
and uh, hell, like, like I hadn't been, you know, I really, really, and this is my fault here. I hadn't been actually been actively looking for any places that had like serve crawfish, and hell, and, and two, like another, like another uh, outlet I would have to actually eat crawfish at would be like a church event, but the church hasn't had any of those kind of events again, especially recently because of all the stuff that's going on. But at least shrimp comes as a close second, and I eat that quite often because it's served everywhere. Hell, I, I hell the other day I, I got a. From from this uh, gas station next to, next to my house, you know they they serve uh, tacos over there and they have shrimp fajita tacos and I was like, oh hell yeah! Combining a couple of my favorite foods together, mm, it was delicious. It's my new favorite taco over there, and it's my new normal. God, I hope they don't stop making those. Mm. Oh god, this is awesome. Man, do I love seafood. Mm. God, it's the closest thing I can have to crawfish at the moment, but shoot, at least I got this. I'm gonna take another bite here. Mmm. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Damn, that's freaking damn good. Okay, so, back to tonight's topic. So, Easter. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so I, I knew the president's, uh, the president's goal for the whole quarantine, for the whole social distancing, for the entire, uh, you know, COVID-19 situation. I, you know, no, and, and the, the plan was initially for everything to go back to normal by Easter. And I don't, and see, and, and I, I don't blame him for that goal, you know, because, because uh, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, that goal is no longer, it doesn't exist anymore because realistically, you know, we can't have everything back to, back to normal. By the time you know Easter Sunday rolls around, it's like it's literally two Sundays away. It's literally next next Sunday. So like honestly, even if things get like even if things like improve and get better within this next week here, I highly doubt that by freaking by like twelve days from now. Yeah, I highly doubt that twelve days from now the things will go go back to normal. Like at this rate, things probably won't go back to normal until like around June. But anyways, shoot. So, not being able to reach that goal, and and I, and I get why he wanted to reach that goal because it's Easter Sunday. You know, shoot, all the kiddos out there, you know, they're they're used to you know the Easter Bunny. You know, they're used to going out, you know, and get, you know, getting their baskets ready and you know, getting their getting the Easter eggs. You know, basically lighthearted Halloween, except you don't go to people's houses. You go, <clears throat> you go to a random uh, fields and look for eggs with candy inside. I mean, Easter, at least the way at least the way those kids celebrate it is pretty much like you know a non-scary halloween with pastel colors but then also too you have a, like a good amount of uh, the population of this country who actually celebrate easter religiously that being you know the the rising of christ and then you know on easter sunday people like you know the you know, you know the congregate at their church you know and, and have those services and, you know, and sometimes they even double on that same day. They'll even double, you know, the whole Easter egg hunt thing. You know, e- you know Easter, you know, aside from being, you know, a, 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 like, a, like a freaking uh, downgraded version of Halloween or or, uh, or a common celebration of Christ. You know, it's like either way, you know, Easter is, is, is another one of those holidays where people like to gather together. You know, people like to visit family. People like, to, you know, the, the cele- celebrate things. People like to, you know, the, the, the spend time with their families. You know, get you know, get get all get their families together. You know, like it, it's a it's time for gathering. You know, shoot, like we, we we all celebrate the same things. You know, I mean, I mean, given that you know whatever whoever you're gathering with, you know, you know you're you're you're, you're celebrating the same things. You know, togetherness. You know, un, you know, unity. You know, being able to spend time with other people. But this year, you know, we may not be able to actually necessarily do that, at least not physically this Easter because you know because of the whole quarantine thing because you know we we can't we can't go visit people we have to stay six feet away from each other you know we, we you know we have to, you know this virus has really you know messed things up like a computer virus what you know when it when it messes the entire functions up this virus is it, it is disrupting all of our functions shoot so like 
it, it, it really does suck too because you know because i was actually kind of looking forward to easter i mean sure i would have been working that day but at least the day before or possibly the day after uh like you know i you know i, I would have you know spent time spent some time with family friends you know we you know we would have you know just got together you know you know i had a good time but you know but, but this damn virus you know we, we're not it's like we're not not only we're not allowed to do that we can't do that like you know it, it really does suck Shoot, like, if, I'm, I'm guessing for a lot of people out there, Easter is just one of those few times where you know they go to church. It's one of those few times where they can see the, you know, they can see their family, or it's one of the few times where they can see their kids. Like, God, like it, it, it really does suck, and it hurts my heart, man. God, like this whole virus thing really does suck. Shoot. So, uh, so, but with the whole Easter thing, you know. Okay, yeah, so I went off an entire tangent saying, you know, on a serious, more, a more serious tangent saying, yeah, I mean, shoot, I mean, Easter is a time for gathering, you know, and it sucks how, you know, we can't really do that this year. But it, but it, it brings back to remind me of something. Or it, it makes me think of something here. So, you know, the kids. Let's see, so with this whole, like, corona thing going on, like, first of all, I'm, I'm wondering how, how are parents explaining this stuff to their kids? Because there's a lot of young kids out there, and... You know, and they're wondering, why can't I go, like, why am I not going to school? Why, you know, can't I go visit my friends? Why isn't grandma coming over? You know, why, why is everybody acting so weird at the stores? You know, how, like, I'm just wondering, how are they explaining this to them? And on top of that, freaking, you have, you know, uh, you know, a kid's holiday coming up, you know, where they were kids, you know, they know what Easter means to them. It means, you know, they get their freaking baskets ready and they go out looking for the freaking candy eggs that the Easter bunny laid. Yeah, but th- but this year, you know, they're not going to be able to do that, and so, so how are you know, so how are play- parents like explaining that, like how like you know, and, and, and how are, like how are the kids feeling? You know, I don't know. It's like it's a really unimportant subject, but I'm just wondering, like, you know, what's going through their minds? Shoot, like, I know, like I like shoot, like me being like I I I, I know with my little kid self, uh, you know, back in the day, shoot, I, like I I know I would have been like. You know, I, I wouldn't exa- I wouldn't exactly be traumatized, but I would be like just stupefied. You know, I'll be I'll be confused. Like, I'll be like, what what's going on? You know, like why are we doing this? It's Easter. We're supposed to go out there and collect candy. Damn it! <laughs> like God. Shoo. And, and so you know, I, I'm guessing you know, and, and this is a time when, uh, or actually, this is kind of like an opportunity, you know, for parents, you know, to kind of step up, you know, and really you know give the give the kids you know a taste of how a taste of the real world because i'm i'm because i mean from what you know what is shown on tv these days not i'm not talking about like the news or the media i'm more talking about you know cartoons and disney movies and stuff and hallmark movies you know saying well not necessarily hallmark movies but you know just the just the regular stuff kids watch you know the stuff the regular kids i mean the regular stuff that kids watch these days you know they watch the things they watch on tv it, it, it depicts that this world is like very innocent and that you know that this world doesn't have any like real big real problems like like the virus or anything like that you know and where everything is happy go lucky but then like when you when they take their eyes off the screen and they see how you know this and they see what's going on like they may not understand what they're you know what's going on in the news or what's going on on, uh, on like social media or whatnot, but they see their they see their parents' reactions and they still don't understand like wh- you know, why what's going on? Why are things so gloomy? Why are they scared? You know why you know wh- what's going on here? Like I don't know what's going on. I'm scared. Like it's like shoo. Like it's it's just, it's a reality check. You know for for a lot of people and especially the kids. Shoo. Like. You know, I, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, you know, some parents out there are just, you know, they're telling their kids the truth. Like, shoot, uh, you know, there's more important, you know, there, like there's there's things that are like much more important, you know, than gathering candy in, the, in, in a basket, you know, uh, on Easter. You know, there's there's this real big thing going on and, you know, it's preventing us from, you know, doing that. And shoot, like. Like a lot of kids, you know, they're like they're going to be going through this, you know, reality check here, you know, uh, like unless you know some, you know, parents are very creative and they find out some way to like, you know, keep their kids like innocent in this matter, uh, but like, uh, you know, because of the fact that I mean they can inform them, but will they really understand? 
So I'm wondering, you know, are there any like creative parents out there, you know, that are telling their kids, you know, okay, so, you know, the Easter Bunny, you know, he's sick this year, but, you know, uh, you know, but we, you see, but he's giving us, you know, these eggs and we're going to have fun by hiding them all around the house or something, you know, like, or something like that, you know, I, I don't know what these young parents are coming up with you these days, but I'm pretty sure some of them will come up with something and it'll end up being super popular on social media when, you know, when Easter rolls around. So, shoot, like... But still, like, still, a lot of kids are getting, you know, they're they're getting a little taste of reality, like a lot earlier than we would prefer for them to have, because you know, like you know, as kids, you know, you know, because we, because we we like to keep kids innocent and we like to keep them, you know, children for as long as possible, you know. So that's why you know parents do you know go their hardest to try not, you know, to expose them to like. Uh, you know, to ma- to mature content, or to cuss words, or to drugs, or or to re- like really, real big life, you know, problems, and shoot. But when you have this problem that you know that absolutely no one can deny, and really you can't really sugarcoat unless you're super creative or keep your kids super sheltered. Like again, like there's like a lot of kids are getting a dose of reality much more earlier than you know we would want them to, and it's. I'm just wondering, you know, what's going through their minds? You know, it's, I mean, I mean, it's probably not that bad, but at the same time with, with this, with how this, you know, know, but with how like the kids cartoons and the kids shows, how, like how they, uh, they, you know, they depict the world as is, as it's like, you know, happy, perfect, you know, lucky land, you know, that now we all like, you know, live and be happy in, but then, you know, they take their eyes off the screen and they see that it's, you know, a totally different picture outside. Hell, you can't even go outside. Hell, like, it, you know, but I imagine, you know, depending on the kid, it's probably, it's probably not as bad as I actually think. Because, because I'm going over here remembering about, uh, you know, the time my parents, you know, decided, you know, to tell me the truth on things. No, like, it wasn't bad. Like, they're not saying, oh, you were adopted. Oh, I'm not your real dad. Or, you know, they weren't saying anything like that or anything. But but they what they were saying was you know uh, I, I was eight years old I, I was eight years old and uh, my dad you know grow you know growing up uh, you know in this rough part of the neighborhood we were living in you know he didn't want me to get you know made fun of or possibly even you know beaten up for some of the stuff that you know that kid would believe in so at eight years old before uh, going into second grade. Uh, you know, he told me, you know, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. You know, there's no such thing as the Easter Bunny or the Tooth Fairy. Uh, you know, freaking, uh, don't tell your sister that, you know, you still you know, see that, you know, you don't believe in these things no more, but we're telling you the truth, you know, like, uh, this this is how it is. And, you know, and when, when you die, you know, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're not, you know, your heart's not beating. You're not going to bed. You are dead. You know, you know and stuff like that. You know, they like they're they're giving me a dose of reality, and for the most part, uh, you know, for the most part, it it kind of hit me a bit because because a couple of those things I actually really did like hardcore believed as a kid. I mean, why wouldn't I? I was a freaking kid, and the way you know they express these things, you know, in movies and stuff, like how like why wouldn't I believe in that stuff? Like why wouldn't I be so hardcore in those? Shoot, like. Freaking! I love the Tooth Fairy. I mean, that was my only source of income at being at being six years old. Like, damn! And then they tell me she's not real. Well, then, well, after that, you know, I, I just started, you know, going up to my parents every time I lost a tooth, and they would just give me money straight up, which that was kind of cool. But shoot! But then, like, uh, you know, and then I never actually, I never believed in Easter Bunny because, I mean, shoot, I thought the Easter Bunny was more of an icon. I never actually thought that kids actually believed in, you know, the damn thing but uh shoot but then you know th- then there's the whole santa claus thing like god like for lo- the, for up to that point i truly like hardcore with all my heart believe that freaking they're like somewhere up there in the north pole freaking santa claus you know is there with his elves you know working on toys checking you know he's you know he ma- he's making a list checking it twice he's, he's looking around to see who's naughty and nice you know and and that, and that, and that kind of shook me, you know, I, I kind of did, because I, I, I didn't want to stop believing, you know, I, you know, because, again, this, this Santa guy, you know, I, I really, I really liked him, I, I liked getting presents, you know, I, I liked imagining, 
or I, I liked, you know, believing that, you know, this guy was real and, and that, you know, he was, you know, there to just give me extra presents on top of whatever mom and dad gave me. But I just, you see, but at that moment, you know, I just kind of, it kind of rocked my world. Shoot, like, and I thought I had unfallible evidence, too, that he existed. Seeing that, uh, back in, I think it was maybe 2004, yeah, Christmas 2004, or Christmas 2005. One of those years. Freaking, so my dad went on this website, uh, you know, yeah, my dad went on this website, and, uh, on Christmas Eve, and the website, you know, it would play this CG animation, of Santa, of, of, uh, that supposedly tracked where Santa Claus was, and like, uh, so he, so he was showing me and my sister, you know, the screen, and you know, the whole Santa Claus tracker said that, oh, Santa Claus is in New York right now, and then freaking, he showed us the CGI animation, and us being, you know, the dumb little kids we are, we actually thought that was real, and we're like, oh my God, there's Santa, he's flying, he's he's flying with his reindeer around the uh, the Empire State Building. Oh my God, we gotta go to sleep quick so he still doesn't escape our house. Oh, oh man, like, damn. And, and me, even having that supposedly infallible evidence, you know, being crushed at eight years old, like, God, I, I was. I mean, I was kind of devastated, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, I, I I was sort of skeptical on the whole situation because here's the thing, you know, we lived in apartments, you know, in, in all the, like the Christmas movies and all like the little, the little jingles on all the little nursery rhymes and the, and the cartoons and stuff. Oh, like it would always depict Santa Claus coming down a chimney. But we never lived in a house with a chimney. We never lived in a house. We've always lived in an apartment. So, I'm, so I even asked him on my dad, "Hey, Dad, uh, how, how does Santa get in the house? We don't have a chimney." And he says, "Oh, he uses uh, you know, he uses Christmas magic, you know, to turn it to dust and blow himself under the door, and you know, that's how he gets in the house." <laughs> Shoot, like, and I thought that's kind of stupid, you know, because I even asked the other kids at school, you know, hey, is that how Santa gets in your, gets in your house too? And then he was like, no, my dad told me this. My dad, my, my mom told me that, you know, like, damn, like, shoot. So like, so I became more and more skeptical, skeptical about the whole thing. Cause like, cause that little thing alone, like really just, I, I, I don't know. It, it really just made me, uh, you know, think, really think about things. And then I started thinking more logically, like, okay, so how does this Santa Claus guy travel around the entire world in one day? And then in school, I realized, see, I learned that, you know, it's not always, you see, like, not everywhere on the planet is nighttime, you know, like, or the entire planet doesn't experience nighttime all at once. You know, half the planet is daytime, half the planet is nighttime. And so that really made me think, wait a second, but how does Santa Claus give presents to every kid on earth in one night if not everywhere is nighttime it would be two nights or it, or let's say that I really started thinking you know but but how does he give one to every kid and what if not every kid believes in santa or actually no i had no concept of people not believing in something at least not until uh, middle school more of that later but still like you know like I really started thinking these critical thoughts, and I'm like, well, damn, like, I, I'm not sure. Like, because, you know, and despite having all these, you know, despite having all these, you know, skeptical thoughts in my head, you know, I thought to myself, like, man, like, is, 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 he, is he real? And then, you know, when my parents finally told me that, you know, the entire house of cards just started crumbling. Like, I completely lost faith in Santa Claus. And, you know, I, I was just facing real reality. And it was kind of awkward, you know, me being the only kid or seemingly the only kid in freaking elementary school all the way up to like maybe s- sixth grade. Freaking, yeah, being seemingly the only kid who didn't believe in Santa or who didn't believe in the Tooth Fairy or, you know, who or, or who, who didn't even eat a Happy Meal. Because, yeah, because, you know, because my, my, my dad, you know, maybe, you know, because he exposed reality to me, you know, at a very early age. And, you know, I, and so and with that, you know, I, ha- I kind of had, you know, the, the little children filters, you know, I had the little child filters, you know, kind of lifted from my eyes. And I'm just, I, was, I started seeing things in a, you know, in a different way. Now, 
I mean, I and see, and you know, growing up, going to school, you know, I've never seen anybody get picked on for believing in Santa throughout middle. I mean, throughout uh, freaking what you call it, elementary school. And shoot, I you know, like uh, even had some people in middle school, like up to eighth grade, even believing in Santa Claus. But then, to be fair, like most of those, most of the people who still actually believe in Santa Claus in eighth grade were, you know, were girls and. Like, I don't know if that says anything, but I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I'm just going to leave that at that, but still like, still like, damn, like, you know, like all these things that my dad told me to be careful about, or that I wanted me, wanted me to be protected from, they never happened. I mean, thank God, but still like, like Jesus, like, you know, he could have let me, he could have let me keep, keep my innocence for just a little while longer. And unlike, you know, how, how it is with these kids today with the whole virus thing, you know, like he had a choice, you know, whether to keep me, like, innocent or not, but then also, too, at the same time, I was kind of skeptical myself about, you know, Santa Claus, and let's say, you know, he never told me at eight years old that Santa Claus never existed, and that, you know, he, like, let's just say, you know, he never, he never told me that he didn't exist, you know, I go on to even as far as freaking fifth grade, or or maybe even sixth grade, believing that Santa Claus existed, well, actually, I think by sixth grade, I, I, like every, like I pretty much everything uh, that I believed about him probably would have faded away anyway. Seeing that middle school is kind of where I just really lost my innocence. At. I mean, not in a sexual way. I wasn't like molested or anything. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, like you know, that's where where I I started making my dirty dirty jokes and stuff. Uh, shoot, but like that's where I started really started like not losing that little kid part of me, and. Uh, and hell, like, I mean, with me being so skeptical, so skeptical about Santa Claus at eight years old, imagine just freaking f- five years later at freaking uh, 13 years old, you know, how, you know, how, uh, how, I mean, I probably would have just stopped believing in Santa Claus, like, just by, just naturally, but still, like, I mean, I would have been skeptical for all those years, hell, I probably would have lost faith in Santa Claus by, by the time I was 10, shoot, damn. So, but, like, enough about, you know, Christmas, though. I mean, we're just, I mean, we're just talking about Easter here. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, these kids getting a dose of, you know, reality. You know, so, so early, you know, so, or so early, so near, you know, a holiday where they love to freaking celebrating, you know, get candy and stuff that, you know, they're, they're going to realize that there, there are things in this world that are bigger than them, you know, bigger than their parents, even. You know, and it's going to really rock their worlds. I'm just wondering what the heck's gonna go through their mind. Like, you know, are they are, are we gonna have a generation of kids that you know that kind of just like build this reality, you know, yeah, build this reality reality check on them to the point to where we have like an entire generation of eight year olds that don't believe in Santa because they're like, well, shoot, if a virus can, yeah, if a freaking coronavirus can t- wipe out, you know, the whole Easter thing, then what is Santa Claus gonna do? Where, where was Santa Claus during all this? You know, shoot, they're, they're, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, pro- I'm probably exaggerating, you know. I'm, my mind's probably just rambling on, you know. It's probably over overthinking the whole situation. But then again, at the same time, I can't not think about this. I mean, with me being experienced and, you know, having a, reality, a dose of reality so early in my life, you know, a lot of kids, you know against even their parents will are getting a dose of reality and so i'm thinking like i mean what like what what, what are they thinking you know, like what are yeah what are they thinking oh they're doing all this you know what's going through their minds I'm, I'm i'm just really curious here shoot like damn <sighs> you know what i'm gonna take a little quick drink of my uh, energy drink here saying that i've talked for like at least a good 15 minutes without actually eating or drinking anything and i feel kind of bad because my freaking uh, food's getting cold ah so let's uh let's go back to the original uh branch i, I was uh well not the original branch to a little branch of me you know uh not believing santa claus no more okay so here we go uh so i mentioned earlier I mentioned earlier that, you know, that, you know, I had, I had a lot of weird, uh, you know, beliefs. Well, not weird. I mean, common beliefs like, you know, Santa Claus, who fair and all that. Well, they faded away at eight years old. And so I, you know, so I went through middle school not believing in all those and freaking, which sadly it made all a bunch of, it made like all the Christmas specials not that much special to me. 
you know, until like until it got to a point that where they started becoming nostalgic and they became special again. But shoot, but that's not the point. And so you go, so then you see me in middle school. Now, as you know, already as a young kid, shoot, like before I was even in, in the double digits, you know, I, you know, I, I, I already kind of lost, you know, like, you know, that, that little child, childlike, uh, you know, faith in things, uh, you know, that other kids around me were having. And so here I am, you know, fifth grade going on to sixth grade, you know, with that, with that same mindset. Now in sixth grade, you know, that's when, that's when I really started losing my, uh, my, you know, my childish touch. <laughs> Don't take that the wrong way. What I mean is like my little childlike mindset, you know, where, where it's like, that's where I really just started, you know, kind of growing up, but not in the, not in the right way. Because, uh, it, it was on that time when, uh, you know, and we're, we're like, it, it, the whole, the whole game changed. Why is my phone freaking blowing up right now? I don't know if you guys can hear this, but my phone is just blowing up for some reason. Anyways, so it, it, it was it's, middle school is a strange time, you know, especially, you know, in six, especially in sixth grade, because, you know, you just get out of middle school and you you are in the same school as, you know, somebody going into high school the next year, you know. So you have these like little kids and these young adults and this weird in between all sharing one building. You know, and, and, and so like, you know, and, and this like middle school is where, you know, it's where the, the little kids start, you know, maturing in different ways. And, and, and it's where, you know, they leave not being the same kids as they were when, when they, you know, when they come in, uh, when they come in, shoot, like, like, a, like a shoot, a sweet, innocent kid, you know, can, in, you know, from graduating from fifth grade and going to middle school, still being like that, that can leave middle school being, you know, like not being let's see definitely not being innocent probably lost his virginity is probably doing drugs and and shoot shoot it's probably you know it's probably not you know definitely not kid anymore in in any which way shoot because as early as freaking 12th grade being like 11 going on 12 years old shoot like i was already hearing appearing about kids you know having sex uh you know doing you know smoking weed uh you know even even selling drugs in a school, freaking going to parties, hell, like Ill- Ill- illegally drinking, illegally driving, you know, it, it's it's where I, it's where I started hearing all that stuff, and you know, and, and naturally, you know, that just just that kind of you know culture, you know, go, going on, uh, you know, again spread around in schools, you know, but would would eventually get to me too. Now, you know, I I stayed a, I stayed a good boy, you know. Not I mean not saying I was purposely trying to be, you know, the, you know this good boy. I mean hell. In freaking middle school, I was going through this really awkward phase where I was like, man, I gotta be cool, you know. I mean, shoot, like, you ain't nothing if you ain't cool. Like, man, like, you know, I gotta start dressing up like this. You know, I gotta start listening to this kind of music, you know. But I never went to parties, and I never did drugs or anything like that. I mean, even to this day, like, I still never did a single drug. I still never drank. Hell, like, like, shoot. Like, probably the only thing I did that was, that was common around every other middle schooler you know, was probably like make dirty jokes, uh, and masturbate. You know, that's probably like really the only common things I did with everybody else. Oh yeah, and then listen to rap music. But uh, shoot, like, so it, so in middle school, you know, it's it, 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 yeah. So then you know, so you have me, you know, being this little kid, but being in this whole new building, you know, I had, I had to develop a whole new mindset. You know, and I came up with this on my own. I know, like, I mean, well. Okay, I say on my own, but I was heavily influenced because, shoot, like, I mean, unless you're already, like, a cool kid in elementary school and you already have this cool mindset going in, like, how are you not going to be influenced? Shoot, especially because you have the older kids in there. And, every, and you know, and, and that's the thing about little kids. Every kid wants to be like the older kids because, like, because in, in our little kids' eyes, you know, the older kids, whatever they do is cooler shoot like you know hey they're you know they're driving cars at freaking 14 years old hey then that's cool for us to do it if they're freaking going out drinking and partying having sex and doing drugs hell then that's cool because hey there's the it's the older kids doing it we the younger kids think that's cool because they, they're doing it you know so naturally you know even as early as 12 years old you know i would start seeing all that damn stuff and but thankfully you know i just kind of stood away stood away from all that stuff really i mean i, I don't like to think that for First of all, Jesus Christ for keeping me a sane mind, or at least a, or at least a sane enough mind to where you know I would not want to do that stuff. 
and you know and, and you know I hung out with the right crowd you know I, I I didn't hang out with the you know I mean shoot shoot yeah I, I wanted to be cool you know I, I wanted to be one of the cool kids you know I wanted to freaking wear you know the freaking cool clothes I want to listen to the latest music I, I you know I wanted to you know be one of the popular kids that everybody talked talked about in a good way uh, but you know, uh, uh, obviously, well, I'm not going to say unfortunately, because I, I mean, that crap doesn't even matter. So why would I say unfortunately? But for lack of better words, unfortunately, that was that was never the case for me. Uh, you know, I was, shoot, like, actually, if anything, me trying to be cool just made me even more lame in the eyes of everybody else. Because, like, you know, and they, and they started hearing stuff like try hard and stuff, you know, like, because I, I was trying too hard to appease the people. And it's it, like why like and shoot i can't believe i never asked myself this shoot like i was so skeptical about santa claus you know at eight years old asking you know okay so if like if he can't you know go through a chimney how can he do this you know how this and that and that you know but i wasn't smart enough at you know 12 years old you know to think about why am i trying to be cool why is listening to freaking uh nibbles in paris so cool why is freaking you know wearing the coolest clothes so cool you know why you know why why, why do i gotta be like these people you know why I, I surprisingly i never asked myself these questions and so therefore i always went on just trying you know to be to be like them or at least to like to be cool enough for them and i don't know like it's not like i didn't grow up with the father with the father figure i mean i did well i mean then again like me being the stupid kid that i was I never really looked anything at a, I really never looked at anything at a deep level. You know, I always looked at everything at face value. And, and, and that was the big problem I had, you know, back as a kid. I didn't really start looking things at a deeper value until maybe eighth grade. Yeah, until eighth grade. Shoot, like, you, I mean, you look at eighth grade me and compare it to freaking seventh, sixth and seventh grade me. Like, it, it's like I, it's like a whole different picture. Something happened there in that one summer between seventh and eighth grade that really changed me and so freaking uh so and so my big problem was as a kid from a little kid all the way to you know until i turned 14 i always looked at everything at face value you know i never thought of looking at anything deeper because i thought that would just that was just you know too much work that you know i, I was you know I, I didn't want to look at anything past face value like i just want like i mean if something looked cool then it was cool I didn't want to know why it was cool. I didn't even want to think about why it was cool. I didn't even want to think. Shoot, like, I mean, hell, like if, uh, if, if a certain uh, rap artist or a certain rap song is cool, then I thought it was cool Be- just because it was cool. <laughs> you know, shoot. I mean, okay, so I mean, when it came to music, yeah, like, you know, if, if I actually liked how the, so- how the song sounded, you know, even if it was super crap, like that freaking... Uh, like, like, like a stupid Nicki Minaj song, uh, not super bass, but it was it was a song she did with uh, with Sean Paul. God, like, I think it was called Dance, 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 Dance. Yeah, I'm hit the mother hammer time. You know, it, it was that stupid song. I I even like that song. Or or I'm sexy and I know it. Okay, I will admit that's it has, to me it still has a very catchy tune. But still, like I I still like stupid stuff like that because. Like, I, 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 I always thought, you know, hey, hey you know, it sounds cool. Oh, it must be cool. You know, oh, that guy looks cool. He must look cool. He must be cool. <laughs> God, like, and, and even with my dad, you know, like, again, it's not like I didn't have a father, you know, to, you know, to be a model for me. It's not like I didn't. But the thing was, was that I didn't really care that he was there. And I, I took everything for granted. You know, I, I didn't really care, you know, that he was trying to, you know, the, you know, the, be the best for me. Even if we did have, you know, some problems, you know, going on, going on around that time, which I will explain in, in another episode, because that's a whole different topic that, uh, you know, like, that's a whole different topic for a whole different episode. And I'm actually quite excited to tell you guys that. But anyways, <laughs> shoot, but yeah, but I mean, I had my, I had my parents, you know, trying to do their best, you know, to be there for me and to be model, uh, you know, adults for me, you know, to follow follow but the thing was is that again i just didn't care like i I didn't care about anything except myself shoot like there was like hell like as bad as it's as bad as it seems like shoot like i cared about just myself so much that 
I literally like didn't really give too that much of a damn about my friends unless they were trying to be cool, like, you know, with me, like me, you know. Shoot, like I had this friend named Alex, and like uh, the reason why I was so close with him was not just because you know we we shared freaking uh, more, we shared multiple classes with each other, and we always hung out before uh, and after school, and you know we always uh, hung out at lunch, but shoot like because he was trying to do the same thing i was you know we were both trying to be cool and hell we even roasted you know we, we even roasted you know one, one of my good friends and i i i seen i i did it not because i necessarily wanted to roast him or wanted to be mean to him but because i thought it was freaking cool like hell i almost lost a friend in fifth grade i'm still friends with now because I, because I, I thought, you know, hey, everybody does doesn't like this guy, so I, I must, so it must make me cool to freaking, you know, hate on this guy too. And I can't believe how stupid I was. And again, this was in fifth grade when I when this happened. Hell, and, and this friend was James. Like, you know, and, and grow, you know, growing up, shoot, like in, in elementary school, like James, he was a good kid. You know, and he, we were good friends too. But the problem was, was that like everybody hated him. Like, not necessarily because he was a bad kid or anything, but because, you know, they thought, oh, he's annoying. Oh, he's fat. Oh, freaking. Oh, he, he, he looks gay and all that. Remember, this is, the, this is the 2000s here. Freaking, like, freaking, if you wore glasses or if you were fat or if you even looked uh, like two goody two-shoes, hell, people, that, people would bully you and didn't like, wouldn't like you because of that. Shoot, it was a, it was a different decade back then, but hell, like... Shoot, but with James, though, like, again, nobody liked him because, you know, he was too much of a little good boy. He was fat, you know, and, and all this junk. And freaking, in fifth grade, you know, and every, everybody would freaking, like, you know, they would make fun of him and stuff. And then, too, the, and the way he reacted to things, you know, didn't really help either because he, again, being a kid, he would he would react in a way a kid would. And, you know, he would kind of throw, like, mini tantrums. And that really didn't help his case. And so, and one day, a freaking like, a freaking like, he 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 uh, he made a threat to this one kid because this one kid pissed him off, and he, and he said, "Oh, if you don't stop making fun of me and saying how fat I am, I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my sniper rifle and I'm gonna shoot you." <sighs> and, and and being the concerned guy I was, or this concerned kid that I was, I went up to the teacher and I told him what he said, and. And she like, and after getting him in trouble, everyone was like, "Hey, hey, hey, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, you're cool now." And I was like, "Oh, so I became cool now. It's cool to to to, to dislike my friends. It's cool to just diss on this guy." And so that entire freaking year, I, I like, well, then, yeah, that entire half of the year, I started being that way. You know, I start, you know, I stopped being so much of a friend to him, and I started being being a dick to him. And like, and I totally regret that. God, because because here's the thing, and through elementary school and through the and through the the greater part of middle school, you know I was bullied myself, like shoot. So I mean, I, so I was no stranger, you know, to re, to being on the receiving end of insults, uh, of a uh, of freaking being pushed around and stuff. You know, I, like shoot, I wasn't I wasn't ever like in a fight or anything. I was never like beaten up, but shoot, like there were close calls, and I, I I've been there. You know, they were pretty they were pretty freaking close close calls and I, I know i've been i've always been on the short end of the stick you know i had glasses people called me a nerd you know they would freaking not like me just because of the fact that i wore glasses you know i was small i, I was i was really innocent you know hell like in fourth grade when everybody was like i know what sex is and i'm like what sex and they're like this guy's not cool he's he, he's a nerd he doesn't know what sex is you know it's, it's and crap like that like and so being on the receiving end, you wouldn't think that, you, you wouldn't logically think that I would turn and be like, hey, hey, yeah, look, he's dumb. I'm cool now. <laughs> God, like, I, I really did regret that year. But at least with that, with my experience in that year, I can genuinely say I've been on both ends. You know, I've been the bully, I've been bullied, and I've been everywhere in between. And either way, it does not feel good. It really doesn't. Shoot, or at least if you have a kind heart, a kind and like sincerely good heart, it doesn't feel good to bully. Like if you're out there and you like to bully, first of all, don't let me don't let me freaking catch you because I will freaking beat the hell out of you. 
it wouldn't make me any better than you, but at least I can knock some sense into you. But, and, and, and second, why the hell are you doing it for? Stop bullying. It ain't cool. Alright? I mean, shoot. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn what you say. It ain't cool. You're gonna know soon, soon enough. You're, you're gonna get what's coming to you. Alright, so I'm gonna try to... Well, I mean, we're at the last 10 minutes here, but I'm gonna try to wrap everything up because I kind of went on a couple tangents there. Uh, so, middle school. So I started, you know... You know, so, you know, in, in my efforts to trying to be cool, you know, like, you know, I started, and I started changing a bit, you know, I stopped being this, like, little uh, happy-go-lucky kid, and, and I started being, you know, more like everybody else, you know, I started telling dirty jokes, you know, I, I started, you know, uh, object, uh, objecting uh, the, the other girls around me, you know, I, I started, you know, being, I, 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 I just started being, you know, a, a total, uh, you know, what, 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 what's the freaking word? An idiot. A total idiot. Like, damn, like, shoot. Ah. And it didn't help that, that, that the freak, my freaking friend Alex, you know, it didn't help that he was, that we were basically like carbon copies of each other. Freaking like, hell, I almost lost my best friend, Victor. Like he's, he, like, he's pretty much my brother at this point, at this point in time. But like, I almost lost my best friend. And like, shoot, I mean, this one day, you know, me, me and Alex, you know, we were roasting him hard in the hallways and Victor just had enough of it. You know, he slammed me into the lockers, you know, and, 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 you know, he told me to freaking stop. You know, he, he, he was really, he was really giving it to me. You know, he was, he was, he was telling me off, you know, saying, you know, saying how stupid I was acting. You know, he, 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 he you know, he really made me snap out of it. And I'm so glad that he did that. I, I'm so freaking glad. Because if he, because if he didn't do that, we probably wouldn't be friends now. Like, like shoot, we like a, a lot of things probably, probably would have happened. You know, he, if it were if it weren't for him doing that, you know, I I wouldn't have had that little reality check of my own to fully realize, you know, just how stupid I was being. And as a matter of fact, that when that happened, that was in seventh grade year. Again, you know, seventh grade year, it was much worse than freaking sixth grade year. Because I'm over here not only trying to be cool, but I was really hard trying. Like, damn, like, I, I, I really, I really was freaking like, God. I was so damn cringy. Ugh, like, I, I, I just can't believe some of the stuff I said, some of the stuff I did. Some of the people I hurt. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Like. God. And, and like, it was after that point when Victor pushed me into the lockers. It was after that point why I started changing for the better. Because after that reality check, I started really growing up in the right way. Like, I started, I stopped looking at things at face value anymore. Like, I stopped looking at things that... I stopped looking at things as just simply, you know, funny or entertaining or cool. I, I, I started looking at things at a deeper level, you know, and then that leads me to my eighth grade year when unlike the other, unlike any of my other school years prior, like I wasn't talkative. I wasn't always trying to, you know, talk all the time. I wasn't always annoying people and stuff, neither intentionally or unintentionally. Like I was just quiet. I was, I became really reserved. Like, I became an introvert that year. Like, I became an introvert because I stopped trying to be cool. And I started looking at, you know, I started asking questions. Why is this cool? Why do I like this? You know, and I, I started looking at things at a more deeper level. Like, shoot, like, why is this guy my friend? You know, why am I glad that he, did, you know, that, that he did what he did? Shoot, like, like I, I started thinking more for myself. And not and not having this mindset that I needed, you know, to to please other people. I stopped needing this idea that you know I I needed to know to be like everybody else or to be cool to everybody else. I just bit I I started being myself, albeit reserved and quiet and introverted. But that meant that anytime I said something, it was worth more. You know, and that which made me realize that the words that came out of my mouth, it came out of my mouth, were just they, they, you know, 
like they, they you know they had more weight to them than I than I than I thought they did. You know, and it, it is true. And it, with me, just started thinking to myself. I started you know doing things for myself. You know, I I started you know just trying. I started building myself up. And you know, I stopped trying to be cool for other people you know, or be trying to be cool in the eyes of people. And just started doing my own thing. And when I did my own thing, people just saw that as cool. So it's funny that, you know, when I stopped actually trying to be cool and just started doing me, people thought that was cool. I started being, you know, I mean, I'm not, I didn't become like one of the most popular kids in school or anything like that, but I started, you know, becoming cool with everybody. You know, everybody started, you know, to actually like me and not freaking hate on me like they like they did in past years shoot and and it's true i it's true like i started sticking up for myself and my friends uh you know anytime i see bully bullying going around and you know and and even on to high school you know i really started you know i really started looking at things through a different lens a cleaner lens i mean shoot like i mean for like uh, the first half of high school, I was still making, like, dirty jokes and stuff. But, like, I mean, I, I wasn't trying, you know, to be like everybody else. I wasn't trying to, you know, be cool like everybody else. I was just doing me. Like, I, I was just doing me, you know, playing my role and just doing my thing. And from by doing that, people thought I was cool. I started attracting all kinds of people. Like, I mean, I was, I was basically, I was just trying to, uh, I, I, in middle school, I was just trying to attract the freaking, like, the it crowd you know basically the people that watch jersey shore that listen to freaking jay-z and kanye west you know the people that freaking wore, wore the coolest clothes and the people that had uh, uh, see and, and be like the people who had sex and all that you know without actually doing any of that stuff but in like in high school when i, I when they started being nicer when i started you know being more mature and when i started you know thinking for myself and when i started you know looking at things at a deeper level when I just started living my life, you know, not for not for anyone else, but for my sake, I really started truly seeing that, you know, I, I attracted all kinds of different people, like from all kinds of walks of life, you know, from country people to ghetto people, you know, the people that grew up on the streets, the people that grew up in rich, in rich neighborhoods, you know, the people who go who go through rough st- who who go through rough times and people who go through easy times. You know, I started seeing all these different you know, all kinds of people I started attracting. And it was because I saw that it, it, because I'm just acting like me. I started being more sincere, being more genuine. You know, I, I stopped trying to be this cool guy and I just started being me. And people like that. And, and, and that's what I want to say to y'all too. Just be freaking you. Be you and who God made you to be. And then, you know, in the second half of middle school, I started, you know, uh, on, on top of, you know, being me, for me, you know, not trying to be for anyone else. I started also being, you know, being for God too. Like, because if you're going to be for anyone, be for God. Damn it. Like, if, if you're going to be cool for anyone, be cool for God. And in God's eyes, you're cool just the way you are. Like, be, you know, what makes you cooler in his eyes? Be genuine. Be nice. You know, don't try to appease the people. Shoot, God made you unique, man. He made you freaking unique. You don't have to be like everybody else. You don't have to be like the it crowd. You don't be like you don't have to be like the trendy people. You really don't. Because God made you into who you are. And you are unique just the way you freaking are. And this all happened because of real of a reality check I had early on. And another reality check I had. You know, in the middle. And that's the thing about reality checks. Is that they really change your mind. And so that makes me wonder, you know, how are, they, how are these kids these days, you know, when they see that Easter is taken away from them, how are they going to experience, you know, this new reality? This taste of how real life actually is. How is it going to affect them? How is it going to affect this generation? I would talk more on that if we weren't at 59 minutes and 25 seconds. So I'm really going to wrap things up. Thank you for making it this far into my podcast. Uh, Let's see, as far as this quarantine thing is going on, I'm going to be posting every day. Uh, So stay tuned. Uh, Shoot. So again, thank you. 
uh, you know, keep on coming and, you know, keep on listening for, for more content like this. This is your boy, Asiago on 3AM Thoughts, signing off. Good night. By the way, I just wanted to make something clear. I know this is posted uh, April 1st, but let me tell you, let me explain it out now. Like, absolutely everything I've said here is not an April's Fool's joke. Like, like it's all real here. I mean, I, I mean, you're, it's probably, it probably should have been implied seeing that how serious I was being this episode, but... Ugh. Sorry about that, but still, absolutely none of it was an April's Fool's joke. Thank you and have a good night.